Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode 81, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 81. Today's episode is inspired by my grandma coffee. I don't know if I've, I've shared a lot about grandma coffee with you guys, but she's the most awesome grandmother ever. Um, she's very, very religious and very supportive. And so whenever big things happen in my life, I'm always calling grandma coffee to deliver what she calls a praise report. And so I've been updating her about this for a few months. And if you read the title of this episode, I'm going to be talking about debt and how I paid off $34,000 in debt in about 14 months. And throughout this journey, she has continued to remind me that this information is useful and it can help someone else and that I should share it. And while I have agreed about that, I've also felt a little hesitant because I wasn't quite sure where is the place to share this. I'm not a financial guru. As you'll learn in this episode, I've made a lot of mistakes with my finances. But in the last 14 months, I have had a lot of wins and I've made some really good decisions. And I think that that information is valuable. And so I thought about the podcast. I really debated, is this the proper place to share this? Is this what you guys want to hear? But I think the thing that really swayed me that this is the proper place to share it is one, this is the main way that I communicate with my people. This is my main way of communicating with you more than anything else. It's the one thing that I've been really, really consistent about. And then two, one of my big things, like my big mission, the reason behind this brand and a lot of things that I do is because I want people to chase the stars. I want people to feel empowered to live their best lives and reach their goals. And one thing that is very important to me is financial freedom and flexibility. It is the reason why I even have a business. It is the core of what I want to do and what I want to grow and what I want to build because I feel like if you have financial freedom, you have financial flexibility the sky is the limit for you. You're not burdened. You don't have to follow the status quo. You live the life that you want to live because you have the finances and the flexibility to do that. And I realized that if I'm going to have this mission of trying to empower people to have financial freedom and flexibility through creating money from their ideas, their talents, their skills, then one of the things that I have to do is share bits of my journey getting there. And this is one step. And then the other thing I thought about was just this show was all about inspiring people to like take action, to go do the things that you want to do, that you feel called to do. And if you are in debt, maybe this episode will be the nudge that you need to get yourself together, get your finances in order. And I've shared like bits and pieces on my personal Facebook. And every time I do, I get inquiries from people about, 
what did you do? And so I think um, before I share it with people on my personal Facebook, I want to share it with you because you are my people. And it's important to me that I get information out to you that's going to be useful and it's going to help you level up in your lives. So all of that long explanation to say, we're talking about debt and I'm going to be honest and I'm going to really share and be transparent about how did we end up here and what I did to, I'm not quite out of it. Actually, I'm, I'm a long way off from being out of it, but I have a plan. And so I'll share that with you too. Like, what is my plan going forward? How do I plan to pay off the remaining amounts of my debt? So let's start at the top. Debt, $34,000 in debt. How did we get here? Now, I would say for a while I thought, I don't know. I'm not sure how I got here, but that's not true. And I think it was November, I did an interview with Barry. If you remember her from a previous episode, she is a money therapist, a financial therapist, and she came back and she was like, hey, I would love to have you do a money memoir for me. And it's basically you sharing your money story. And so I agreed and recorded this episode. And during that episode, I told her about how I had all this debt. But at the time of that recording, I think I had paid off maybe like 15,000 of it at that point. And um, she asked, where did the debt come from? Like, how did you get there? And I told her I didn't know. And she was like, well, let's pause. Let's break it down. And I think her doing that really, one, made me feel better about some of the debt because I had really been beating myself up for a while about this huge amount of debt that I found myself in because I was just like, oh, it's a, it is all this frivolous spending you've been doing. When in reality, a good portion of that debt was business expenses. And then, you know, I had to make a lot of financial investment during the first round of creating the Visionary Journal. And I did not have a good plan for paying that money back. And so that is one mistake that I realized and something that I tell even friends who put business expenses, uh, specifically products on their credit cards, you have to have a plan for paying that back. When you start making sales of that product, a percentage of that money needs to go towards paying back your debt. Because if not, you're going to end up screwed because you'll find that you'll feel like you're making profit and you'll feel really good about it. But while you are bringing in money, if you're not paying down that money that you owe, you just kind of are in this place where it's almost like robbing Peter to pay Paul. And it's not great. It's really not a good place to be in. So that was one thing. I also had an extended illness um, in early 2016. So about four years ago, I was really sick. I was hospitalized three times in like the first four months of that year. The beginning of my illness, my husband had lost his job. So we were really kind of surviving off of money my business was bringing in and also credit cards to some extent. And that was really unexpected and it it drug out for a long time. And so that was difficult. So some of that debt was medical expenses and living expenses. And then another portion of it was just frivolous spending, deciding that I want this, I deserve it, I'm going to get it. And that's what I did. So before I knew it, I had $30,000 in debt. And that felt really crazy to me because I remember seeing or reading statistics where they would talk about the average American household has X amount of dollars in debt. 
and it would always seem like such a huge, huge number that I couldn't understand. How could people let themselves get in that much debt? Like, that seems crazy. But lo and behold, I found myself in that same amount of debt. And I think in addition to what I just labeled as where that money went, I also think some of it was my my naivety about how credit card lenders work because in the beginning I would have like these thousand dollar credit limits which the even if I maxed that card out the monthly payments were not that high and so it didn't seem like it would be possible to have twenty thousand dollars in debt because I didn't have any credit limits that were that high but what I learned is as I was paying these things off and being really consistent about payments they slowly increased these limits. So I had one card, actually the, the worst card, the one that was hardest to pay off, that started out at $5,000. And as of today, it's like a $20,000 credit limit. And it's crazy to me because in this debt payoff journey a few months ago, they sent me a letter and I'm like, congratulations, we've raised your credit limit. And I was just like, why? You don't even know if I'm making any more money. You don't know if I can pay it back. But the thing is, I have been so consistent about never missing a payment. But of course, they're going to raise that limit because when you make your payments consistently, a lot of that money is going to interest. And so they are making money off of that. And of course, they're going to give you more spending power as long as you are a person who they deem as being trustworthy enough to continue the payment cycle. And that is just (laughs) a whole hot mess. So anyway, all of that to say, I found myself in over 30K worth of debt, I think it was about 36. I can't remember the actual number, but I do remember uh, we did an episode, a book club episode with you uh, from You Are Badass at Making Money, Jen Sincero's book. It was me, Shivana Krista. And I had made these little fake checks to write a check to myself for amount of money that I wanted and like get really specific because that was how much money I wanted to manifest. And I remember that being like $36,000 and some change. I don't remember the exact number. But I remember that because that was how much money I needed to pay off my debt. So I've been sitting with this debt for three, maybe four years. And I just felt really burdened and weighed down. I felt really ashamed. I didn't want to tell anybody about my debt. I didn't want to get really, really specific with my husband about this debt because I just couldn't believe that I let myself get this out of control with the money. And I felt really, really bad about that for a long time. So the turning point came in December of 2018. And I decided, you know what? I I can't do this anymore. That one credit card that was initially $5,000 and is now $20,000. I, that was the largest card. I was paying out essentially a nice car payment a month in minimum payments. And of that amount, like 75% of it was going to interest. And when I looked at how much I was paying for interest, it pissed me off. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because until then, I had just been paying the minimum balances and kind of allowing myself to be blind to how much actual debt I had and what the interest rates were, but I decided, nope, I'm not going to do this. So the real first step, and this is a step that anybody can take, is to get real about your debt. And I found this spreadsheet online. It was free. 
um, I don't remember the name of the website, but I'm going to put it in the show notes because it, it was the best spreadsheet ever. And anytime someone asks me about what I did, this is where I direct them back. Go download the spreadsheet. And the spreadsheet essentially has you fill in the names of your creditors, how much you owe, what interest rate it is, and what is your monthly payment. And then from there, it calculates like what is the interest only amount on this. So it was really eye opening to see the monthly interest I was paying on these various debts. And then it it basically helps you come up with a plan. So there's different ways that you can do this. The snowball method, the avalanche method, highest interest rate. Like there's there's ways you can pay off your debt and come up with your debt payment plan. And I'll talk about the snowball method in a little bit because that's what I used. But you tell it which method you want to use, how much you can realistically pay on this. And it comes up with a payment plan for you. And all the way down to like the month that you should pay it off and it works out how you should pay this off over what amount of time. It's really, really detailed. Like I could kiss the person who made this spreadsheet because that was so eye opening to me to see how much interest I was paying and really to understand the totality of my debt. So at this point, I knew I was in a lot of credit card debt, but I didn't really have a good picture of my student loan debt and my husband's student loan debt. And honestly, I don't have as much student loan debt as he did. I actually have more credit card debt than I had student loan debt. So having this spreadsheet really gave me a full picture of all of our debts combined, which was really helpful. So that's the first thing I suggest that you do. Go to the show notes, download this spreadsheet, get real about your debt. And just fill it all in and get a good picture because you can't make a plan. You can't get yourself out of debt if you bury your head in the sand. And that's something that I did for far, far too long. And it it really set everything in motion. So the second thing that I did that I feel like was really helpful was I set rules that worked for my lifestyle. There are so many different ways to get out of debt. Dave Ramsey seems to be one of the most popular financial spokespeople, I don't know his official title, but he's like a financial guru that everybody listens to. And while his ideas and his his tips and his teachings about getting out of debt are solid and rooted in a lot of testimonials and experiences, some of it was a bit rigid for my taste. And I am really leaning into this idea of following my natural tendencies instead of trying to build habits and things that are going to be like there's going to be resistance and friction for me to follow. I try to figure out what are, where am I at naturally with this and then go from there. So for me, you know, one of his rules is you should put a thousand dollars aside in emergency fund and then the rest of your money you throw at debt. That sounds sensible, but considering that I have lived through an experience of being very sick and having one income and that income being my income while I'm also very sick, I just don't feel comfortable personally having this emergency fund of only $1,000. I know that he, you know, advocates you'll build your emergency fund later, but that didn't make me comfortable. I've lived that life and no, you know, if you have to go to the hospital, $1,000 is not going to last you very long. So, My rules consisted of, one, pay 20% of cash influxes. So this is any extra cash we get. 
tax refunds, commission bonus payments for my husband's job, influxes of cash through my business. 20% of that I put into an emergency fund. It just made me feel a lot better to do that, to have that money go over there and know that we could be covered if something happened. But also I think doing that also, it eliminated the sting or it reduced the sting of having to throw so much money at my debt. Because in the beginning, before you start to shift your mind about debt payment and you really get, you really start to see the numbers drop and you get motivated, you kind of go through this little back and forth with yourself about, do I want to give the credit card company $3,000? Or what could I do with this $3,000 instead of giving it to the credit card company? And that's not really a good mindset to be in because you need to be trying to give as much money back as you can to reduce the amount of, of interest you're paying and to just get it cleared. So by keeping 20% for our emergency fund, it didn't feel so bad. It didn't feel so hard because I didn't feel like, oh, all of this money is going to them. Just a portion. So maybe that mind trick works for you. Maybe it doesn't, but it worked for me. So that was my first thing. I made sure all of our upcoming expenses were covered. And then after that, I threw the rest of the money at my smallest debt. And that's the snowball method. So Dave Ramsey talks about the snowball method, which is basically you're taking your smallest debt and you're paying it off as quickly as possible with the idea that it helps you build momentum and motivation because you're starting small and you're getting more confident about paying off your money and paying off your debt. And as you do that, you get to the bigger numbers. You feel more inspired and more motivated to keep going because you see it's like instant gratification. You see a win early on. So paying off a credit card that had like $200, it's like, oh, I paid that off. That's closed. And you feel good about it and you keep going. So those were the rules. 20% of any cash influxes to our emergency fund, making sure our expenses were covered, and then throwing the rest of it as much as you can at the debt. And so I started off with a card that had like $400 on it, all the way to a card that had like $16,000 on it at one point. Okay, so that's kind of the picture of my debt. So here, here's how I did it. Here's how it all worked out. As I said, any extra class flux influxes went to the debt. I started out with that really small card. That one was pretty easy to do. And then I had a card that was 5000 So I threw as much money as I could at it. Tax refund, I paid off as much of it as I could. And then as money came in from my business or my husband's job, I just paid it off and I kept that up pretty much the whole time. One thing that I would change if I had to do this again, which I don't plan on doing again, but one thing I I should have done was I should have been better about tracking how I was doing with this. The only real indicator I had was the credit cards, like actually paying them off and, and getting the balances down to zero. But it wasn't until maybe October that I realized how much progress I had actually made because it didn't feel like it was a ton of progress because I had that one giant card with a horrible interest that was really kind of the one that I wanted to get rid of so bad and that just felt so burdensome. And it was really kind of like my my one thing that I needed to knock out, but it was the last card that was going to be paid. So it felt like I wasn't making a lot of progress. But I remember sitting at lunch with my best friend 
And I was telling her, you know, I've been paying off this debt. And I think this is the first time that I really started opening up to another person besides my husband about what the debt picture was really looking at, looking like. And so I told her, I was like, you know, I paid off maybe about $12,000 worth of debt this year. And I'm planning on paying off another 3000 in a couple of weeks. And she was just like so amazing. She's like, that's so amazing. I can't believe like she really was encouraging about that. And I was just like, wow. And she started telling me about some of her debts. And I felt like less ashamed about it because I was like, this is normal. Like people have debt and it's not a big thing. But until I said that out loud, I didn't really have a clue about how much I had paid off. I just knew roughly how much I had paid off based on the credit card balances that I had eliminated. And so at that point, it really put me into gear. And this is one of the things that I think really, really helped out the most. And that was, I took advantage of a 0% interest balance transfer for my largest debt, that one that was like eating me up with the interest. Because at this point, I was down to the last two cards, which were the two highest balances. And I was about three... No, about $6,000 away from paying that card off. And around that time that I was down to that $6,000, they sent me a special offer that they would give me zero interest balance transfer and it would be zero interest for about a year. And so I I talked to my husband and I I basically told him, I want to take all of the money that we can plus some of the money we put in our emergency fund to pay off this card because I want to transfer that large balance over to this card so I could take advantage of like paying the rest of this huge card off with no interest. And so that's what I did. Before I could pay it off, though, I called the bank or I called the credit card company and I asked them to raise the credit limit because it wasn't high enough to cover the full balance of that other card. And they did it. And then after that, I paid it off. And once it was paid off, the balance was clear. I initiated the balance transfer. One thing I will say, if you've never done a balance transfer before, read the rules, like read the fees and things of that nature. But there is a balance transfer fee. I think it was 4% of the balance. However, I did the math and the balance transfer fee would be about what I would pay in interest for two months. So for me, it was worth it to just have to pay that balance transfer fee, but get the rest of the time at zero interest. And that really is how I was able to get it all paid off. Like all of the credit cards are paid off. And it's because of that last really huge step of taking advantage of the offer from the credit card company. And so a lot of this is one, again, knowing what your debt is like and and what's there. And then some of it is trying to get smart like the credit card companies and using their their offers and their little tricks against them. So that was another big thing that I did that really helped move the needle. But mostly it was just staying consistent. That That's my thing. I stayed consistent all year long. Even when I didn't want to pay off those balances, I just told myself, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to let the money sit in my account too long and I'm just going to pay it, pay it. And by the end of the year, by the end of 2019, I was to the point where I just couldn't wait for money to come in so that I could pay it back because I just wanted so desperately to be done with the credit cards. 
And that was pretty much it, staying consistent and following my rules and being flexible with myself because not every month when 100%, I'll be honest, around June or July, I made a large purchase and I put it on my card and I felt bad because it was a small setback, but I just worked a little harder to pay that off and just decided to not use my credit card for any more large payments because it just, in the end, it just doesn't, it's not worth it. It's a lot of money to be paying out. But anyway, all that to say, that is really how I paid off 34K in debt. Um, One thing I didn't touch on, but I kind of said this over time, part of this worked because I'm a two-income household and um, my husband gets paid pretty well at his job. So we do have more cash influxes than probably most people do. But I still think the rules that I shared and, and some of the stuff that I did can still be useful to someone else. And honestly, you don't have to have tons of cash to start paying off your debt. I think getting real about what it actually is that you owe and to who and how much is a great first step because I didn't even know how much money I was losing every month in minimum payments until I had it all on that spreadsheet and it became really clear that this wasn't going to be sustainable. There's no way that I'm going to be able to continue forward on this idea of trying to have financial freedom for myself and for my family if we're just burdened with so much debt. So here's where we are now. At this point, we are down to a car loan and student loans. And my goal, my stretch goal for this year is to get the car loan paid off. It's not a crazy amount of money. It's about half of what we paid off in debt in the last 14 months. So I think it's doable, especially if I work extra hard and grow my business the way that I'm trying to this year. And the student loans, they're going to take a little bit more time because it's just the student loans. They feel like they're never ending. But my goal is to try to get our debts paid off before our son graduates high school, which is about mm, two years away. So it's it's a big goal and it feels kind of scary when I look at it, but I'm just going to approach the student loans the same way that we approached our debts, snowball. If you look at your student loans, I don't know if yours are organized like this, but I can, there's, you know, there's amounts as small as $1,000, there's amounts as big as $10,000. And so I plan on approaching the student loan payments the same way I approach the credit card payments, smallest first and just build momentum and knock it out that way. But that's really what I've done. So I hope this was useful. I I know I talked a lot, (laughs) but I really do hope that you got something out of this. If nothing else, it inspired you to take control of your debt because it really sucks. And I am, I consider myself to be an old millennial because I'm kind of at the top of the millennial um, age range. But there's so many of us that are struggling and really, really weighted down about our debts and particularly student loan debts. And I just think that we can do better. We don't have to be stuck with it. We don't have to just take it as this is how it's going to be. It doesn't have to be like this. We can find ways to get it done. And we, we're scrappy and we're resourceful and we're clever. And I just know that if you get started you'll figure out some ways to make it work and make it work for your situation and pay down some of the debt. So that was a lot. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I, you know, I feel really, really good about this. Very, very proud and very accomplished that we were able to accomplish so much. And so I hope that some of this will trickle down and you'll, you'll knock out some of your debt too. All right. Well, that was it for this week's episode. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Pimp Your Brilliance, or if you want to write in, send me a question, send me an email, let me know how I'm doing. You can do that. You can send it to hello at pimpyourbrilliance.com. But until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance. Uh-huh.